Hello everyone, welcome to The Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, and all the things it takes to help you live the highest quality, most fulfilling life. I have two guests today. They're separate businesses out of Amherst, New Hampshire, not too far from us here in Groton, um, but they work together, they're partners in community. Carol Gaudreau, who is Peaceful Journeys, and Michelle Folan, <laughs> who is Simple Soul Yoga. And um, we'll talk a little bit later about how people can find you, but I'm really curious to, uh, to dig right in to find out uh, more about what you do in your practices and together and apart, and um, what makes um, you, you folks special in your craft. So um, you have in c common yoga. So let's start there. Let's ask Carol a little bit about um, what do you do with yoga? What's your, what's your, what's your expertise? In? Um, I'm trained in many different modalities or styles of yoga. Um, for the studio, we are mainly Kripalu-based yoga, a compassionate yoga. Um, Kripalu based and compassionate. compassionate. Yeah. yeah, tell me more what, what you mean by that. Um, so Kripalu based yoga, uh, we thrive to uh, help people be in the moment with their bodies and have compassion for themselves. Uh, we don't want them in their ego mind. Um, so they have to kind of, sometimes they want to go into their ego mind and they say, well, I'm not doing this right, or, you know, they're thinking about so many other things. So we try to hone them into their breath and have them focus into their body so that they can feel really what's going on in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and we express to them to have compassion for yourself. If you can't stretch this far, if you're not that flexible, if you just be compassionate about it, it will come in time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It feels very welcoming. It is. It's, it's a wonderful style of yoga. It's, like I said, it's very slow-moving, um, very compassionate, and I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> How did you get into yoga? What, is, what brought you? You've been doing this for a long time. What brought you to choosing this uh, path? Um, um, well, uh, 23 years or so ago, I called two yoga teachers, one in uh, Milford, New Hampshire, one in Salem, and the one in Milford, New Hampshire, her voice just drew me in, and there was no turning back once I started. I just kept What was going. it about her voice? She's an angel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to, she's your name, she's my love, she's my mentor, she's my friend. Her name is uh, Reverend, Dr. Reverend Stephanie Rudd. Uh -huh. And um, she was just sweet and kind and she totally changed my life. Wow. In so many ways. Yeah. Not just yoga, but so many ways. Yeah. So, and that was when my son was about a year old. So. Oh, wow. And now you do that for people. Yeah, it, it took me um, about approximately 13 years to realize that I was going to teach yoga. Um, but I really admired my teacher having a business, and I never thought I'd have a business either, but here I am doing that now. Mm 
and uh, I, I enjoy it. It's uh, flexible. It's I enjoy the people. I enjoy the community because, in my opinion, there's just a loss of community these days in in our country. So, so bringing people together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and how do you fit in? That's like, I haven't been to your she's, studio she's yet. She's Kripalu to, too. <laughs> We have the same roots in our Kripalu tradition, and that's yeah. also what drew me into yoga is um, that particular school of yoga, the Kripalu approach, because of the loving, welcoming um, energy, and also because it dances. Kripalu yoga is just a little more fluid, uh, less rigid than, let's say, you know, a sun salutation is a lot of what a lot of people think of as yoga. You know, yeah. the poses, and the poses are, are a part of Kripalu yoga. It's an important part, but it's not everything. It's more important to um, practice in your heart and in your mind and your breath mm -hmm. um, in the way that you treat other people and so the physical body is one aspect and um, so do you teach this in your classes when you teach people do you talk about these kinds of things like how do you convey that message yeah we do talk about it there's a lot of uh, there's stages to Kripalu yoga there's stage one two and three and there's aspects of those stages where people learn so if if a beginner, a complete beginner, comes into Peaceful Journeys, I help them with understanding those stages. And um, the majority of my clients, students right now, have been with me for years, mm -hmm. since the get-go, since we opened. Um, but the overall perspective of Peaceful Journeys is um, to welcome beginners and teach them how to have that mind-body-spirit connection because that's what's really important. Um, like a lot of it comes back to like self-love. So when you're, when you're loving the students coming in just in the way that you approach them, mm -hmm. um, the way that you teach, that it's not a competition or um, a hierarchy, it's everyone is welcome to participate, then they start to grow seeds of self-love inside themselves and then it's catching, right, in, mm -hmm. a, in a great mm -hmm. way. Yeah. So I think that's the common thread for us is that Kripalu um, energy and that compassion. Yeah. I, this is going to sound like a silly kind of question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So since you work with beginners, if, if I had an obstacle to come in, it might be, uh, can I afford it? Or what do I wear? Mm -hmm. Can you address like some of like, how does someone really just get started, like make that first phone call and come in? Do they have to wear a certain type of, I think, yoga, or I think, something tight? Uh, <laughs> well, I... Do you want me to answer that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sure. dress, sometimes we'll dress show dress up in jeans if our <laughs> yoga pants weren't great. <laughs> I think it's, you know, you model that, that um, just relaxed appreciation for yourself. Um, so you don't have to wear anything special? You don't have to go out and buy yoga gear? <laughs> no. I think you wear what you're comfortable in. You want to be able to move, right? So uh -huh. if you have more flexible clothing, you're more comfortable. So and you could wear like uh, sweatpants? Yes. Sweatpants, shorts. Um, yoga pants. A big bag and shirt if I was uh, yeah, comfortable having Absolutely. anything too tight. Yeah. Well, I work with a lot of yoga therapy clients, and they come in wearing whatever they were wearing that day. I work with young adults with, um, with, on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. I have um, you know, men and women that aren't comfortable, like you said, wearing yoga clothes, and they come in in their jeans, or they come in wearing what they would normally wear, and we work with that. Yeah. So yeah. often we'll be, you know, if, if 
it's someone with limited mobility, maybe we'll be working in a chair. And so yeah. it doesn't matter so much that they're wearing jeans. We're working on the breath, we're working on the mind. Um, and we might incorporate some poses in the chair. Uh -huh. And then as they're ready, maybe they're lying down, maybe they're doing other poses too. But you, you meet the person where they're at. And I think in terms of if someone were to make the call and say, what should I wear? I would say, wear what you're comfortable in. I might give them an example. Uh -huh. And um, maybe bring water or um, you can bring your own mat or you can borrow one of ours. So it's, it's not... So like you make it easy and affordable to come in and, yeah. and, and see. Well, and I offer comprehensive yoga therapy, which is private yoga. Yeah. And that's more costly because it's one-on-one. Yeah. But we also offer group classes and some free community classes so that whatever level you're at, you're not excluded from the process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, for example, we just started a chair yoga class where people come in and they just pay for that one class. And it's a community, um, we just circle of chairs, and we work on some poses together and some breath work and meditation. So it's just come when you can and pay that day. Right. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Right. And then others might have more commitment. We have passes that you can purchase and yeah. they're all affordable. There's three different passes that you can purchase um, and four pass, six pass, ten pass. So mm -hmm. and I, we, Peaceful Journeys, holds on to those passes. So every time you come I check it off that you came and then when it gets near the end of the pass, I send you an email saying you have one class pass left. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that way there the students don't have to worry about carrying the pass with them or forgetting it at home. or They don't have to worry about a thing. Yeah. Well, I, I love that you have multiple uh, things that you're, you're building community in Amherst and beyond because, you know, Amherst is close to Nashua where, where I have one of my offices. And even to here, it wouldn't be a, a, a lot of people from this from this town shop up in, in Taxfield, New Hampshire. So, <laughs> um, so um, but I love that you, that you're pulling people together and kind of meeting them where they're at. And I'm hearing a lot too from both of you, from both Michelle and Carol, about um, working with different kinds of populations, and that's kind of got me interested. Carol, can you tell me a little bit more about your massage? Because I know that's another area of expertise you have and you kind of blend those. Yeah, um, right about uh, 2013, well 2011 I was trained in massage um, and uh, it was initially uh, a tool to help people de-stress but mm -hmm. um, Thai became really uh, intriguing because Thai is Thai yoga body work. Mm -hmm. uh, so people are putting kind of yoga postures, but they're passive, and I do the work for them. Uh -huh. um, so Thai is helpful in so many ways that if a client didn't feel comfortable getting their clothes off and going on a table and having oil put on their body, they could essentially just come fully clothed and get on yoga mats on the floor and I do all the work for them. And it stretches and compresses their muscle um, so they essentially feel more relaxed at the end. Mm -hmm. um, it was a, a good combination with yoga. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time and right now I have a lot of clients that are over the age of 50 Mm -hmm. So they have had lots of problems, surgeries, chronic pain. So it became um, uh, a wonderful added modality 
to add to the whole overall of peaceful journeys. So you said, when we chatted before we got together before, you said something, it struck me funny, but I can't remember exactly. It was, if you're looking for, um, it was what you don't do. Like if you're looking for candles and, what did you say? <laughs> if you're looking for uh, candles and a, and a rub down, it's, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, both, uh, both Michelle and I work therapeutically. Um, so m most of my massages are geared towards healing and helping you find ease through chronic pain um, as opposed to just going and laying on a beach somewhere and getting a sweetest massage. So is there actual touching, contact, pressure, movement? There's touching, there's uh, uh, trigger point therapy, deep tissue, if uh -huh. the client is okay with that. Uh -huh. um, there's definite touching in Thai body work. Uh -huh. uh, we use a lot of our feet, uh, forearms. Your own helps. body parts yes. to help you to have to leverage. To work on them. Yeah. Um, uh, Do you want to show anything? I, 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 I mean, I could. <laughs> um, I can stand up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your, your head might get uh, chopped a, off a little bit. Probably better to, to stay. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Um, so if Michelle is relaxed, I don't know if they can see my head or not. <laughs> um, I can easily stretch her arm up. And this, this is good because this works for her. I do the stretch for her, so she doesn't have to. She's passive, Michelle's passive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Michelle is always passive doing this. The client stays passive. I do all the work for them. Yeah. See the other hand. Mm -hmm. um, usually I have my leg behind her, mm -hmm. and I just pull this up. And this is helpful because a lot of people don't get to do this. Sometimes they get stuck in their own day and they're more focused on uh, doing their work. Uh, they don't take that time mm -hmm. to focus on themselves, stretch out, especially people who work on computers. So many, um, sure, yeah. So it's very helpful to um, use it as a maintenance tool in your life. It's preventative medicine, although it's not noted yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it's very helpful, and in, in we do the stretching for them, we do the compression for them. Um, and then if they prefer just to do deep tissue work, I just do that on a massage table. And they're mm -hmm. able to um, get a regular full body massage. So I imagine when a person first comes in that you spend a fair amount of time getting to know them finding out what their needs are and and um, when and a person comes into my making some recommendations to get a massage yeah yeah there's a there's two-page medical registration that they have to fill up yeah um, so because we work medically yeah. and and then after that's taken care of all massages are usually 75 to 90 minutes long and just to be clear you're not um, licensed medical practitioners. No. Um, but working in... I am a licensed massage therapist. We consider the medical history, I think, yeah, what she was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to be clear, but when, uh, not to confuse people, um, 
because I, I'm a, a registered nurse, but I, I really consider myself more of a healer in prevention. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I really love when people open their, um, th their ideas or open their mind up to different ways to be healthy and right. um, rather than go in a reactive to now I'm sick, um, what pills can I take or what mm -hmm. surgery can I have? Um, or um, what hospital can I go to? It is, it is very important to note that any person that comes into Peaceful Journeys, uh, we're not, uh, we do not diagnose any symptoms. We do not diagnose anything. We mm -hmm. do not suggest uh, any form of drugs mm -hmm. uh, for pain or anything like that. Right. We can offer a suggestion, but that's all we can do mm -hmm. because I'm not a doctor. Right, and same here. We, you know, we say go back to your primary care, and we always like to keep everybody in the loop. Right. Um, but I can also work with doctors. Sure. As yeah. a licensed massage therapist, I can talk with their doctor and back and forth and see what the doctor thinks is good or not good. Yeah, it do, and sometimes insurance covers. Um, um, insurance does cover for some people in yeah. big bigger companies I guess um, I do not bill insurance companies I sometimes people can get reimbursed yes though, for I offer a like receipt that. and they take yeah. that receipt and get reimbursed I know that because I had I had that happen with me before and I was able to get reimbursed a little bit for some mm -hmm. things yeah it's helpful in that yeah house. yeah yeah um, just shifting gears a little bit because you know I have five children they're all grown up now and um, grandchildren and I uh, coach young kids in hockey so I'm real, I was really excited to hear that you do some yoga for kids. Mm -hmm. So tell me, well, Elder. first of all, <laughs> you have kids. How I old do are they? they? Um, my daughter's almost two. She'll be two next week. And my son is five and a half. So oh, very nice. I, my, um, the hockey team, I coach my uh, granddaughter's five. So it's if they want to learn age. to play hockey, <laughs> we need players. Um, so tell me about the yoga for kids. What do you do with kids? Uh, well, before having children, I taught uh, Creative Kids Yoga. Okay. Which is based on the work of Rosemary Clough. She's a wonderful mentor and teacher of, of mine. Of who? Rosemary Clough. Okay. Um, out of Hollis, New Hampshire. Yeah. And she's a wonderful mentor and teacher of mine. She got me inspired to continue my yoga training after working with children. And um, I still use a lot of the Creative Kids Yoga when I work with adults because it brings the, the laughter and the playfulness yeah. and that, that young energy into yeah. it, which is important, especially yeah. if people are going through a very hard time. Yeah. Um, but I don't do as many group children's classes right now, but in the past I've done, you know, parent and toddler yoga. I still do that a little bit now. Yeah. And I still take uh, families for yoga therapy so they can sign up as, you know, a mother a unit. and son, yeah. Yeah, a yeah. unit or with friends, you know, and, and customize what they're looking for. Um, and it can be really powerful to have parents with the children because then when they go home, it's not that they're taking something they learned with a yoga teacher and trying to apply it to their life when their parents don't know the language or the, um, you know, the meaning behind it yeah, because yeah. they're in it together. So yeah. it's more powerful to work as a family. Um, Carol's also done some work with families, so she knows. We've done circus yeah. yoga. We've been trained in a lot of different things. Circus, all, yeah. circus yoga, what is that? Circus, circus yoga. Circus yoga is a lot of play, uh, yeah. partner work. It's, it's a lot of, um, Flying circus acrobatic kind of <laughs> stuff, acrobat. I may have told you, I made, I made an internet friend, Daryl Edwards, who uh, founded Primal Play. Mm -hmm. And um, so we had a Skype call together. It was really fun. And we were t I was hearing about what he does. And 
in my hockey, I do, I, I had already started to do this. I have a drill where we have to open your knees up and heels are facing, and it's, we call it open hips, but mm -hmm. I call it the quack quack drill. So we're ducks mm -hmm. and the kids mm -hmm. quack and they go around the cones like this. So I kind of, once I met Daryl, I started to think, um, what other animals? So I've been posting them recently, and I yesterday posted an elephant. The kids take their sticks, and they have to go like this, and they make them up oftentimes. So they'll have, um, uh, we have a puffin. So I didn't know puffins did this, but they flap their wings, and then they dive in the water, um, at least on the ice, and um, snakes, and all kinds, cheetahs, all kinds of animals. And it just takes the kids to another place, you know, Absolutely. to be able to to do that and so my next thought was how can I do this with adults especially like adult women I find when I coach hockey are challenging to get them to let loose mm -hmm. into that yeah. feeling so I really really appreciate what you do there yeah sometimes I'll bring um, in my adult classes either one-on-one -on -one or with a group sometimes I'll bring beanie babies and put them on their bellies as yeah. they're lying down and just feel them going up and down as they breathe and it just brings some lightness yeah. to the breath it brings just People can't help but smile when they're holding a little elephant or a yeah, yeah. Um, giraffe mm -hmm. and putting it on their belly and it's moving up and down. And again, it kind of brings you back even to your spiritual self, to that lightness, that bliss body. And yoga, it's a kosha, the bliss body that's always there for you, but sometimes we forget it. We get yeah. a little stuck in our, in our thoughts or in the pain in our bodies. So I think whenever you can bring some lightness to the situation, it's really helpful. Um, I work with uh, Good Grief, which is a group out of Merrimack, the hospice center there. Yeah. And they... Um, are grieving teenagers, so they've lost a loved one. Yeah. And they love being playful. When I come and do yoga with them, we'll often be animals or we'll um, do something silly and, you know, like a breath of joy, something that just brings mm -hmm. that love and joy back out when there's a heavy situation that they're managing. Wow. Um, and it's not to disregard it or to um, minimize what they're experiencing, but to bring them back into that that bliss body that spirit that uh -huh. is always there for them yeah and it, it is part of life and so it's mm -hmm. it it doesn't sound disconnected or covered up it sounds sort of embracing the whole embracing yeah. yeah yeah i also teach a parent child yoga class on mondays and i do this like in intervals throughout the year and it's for seven-year-olds to 90-year-olds uh, so it could be the grandmother and the grandchild, or it could be the father and the daughter, or the mother and the son. It could be whoever it wants to be. Can, are these um, like people that come regularly, or can you drop in? To um, you can drop into the parent-child yoga class, but it's actually so inexpensive. It's mm -hmm. like eight weeks for ninety dollars for the both yeah. together. Yeah. So it's pretty inexpensive. Um, and it's only an eight-week session. Got it. Uh, Is it cumulative when you teach that way, or can, can somebody drop in and still benefit? Can, somebody can drop in and still benefit. It's always nice to go to a few classes, though, so you get the benefit of different things happening, like the circus yoga and the partner work. And, and it's nice because we get adults, similar to what she was saying, back to their child-like self because we have a tendency to lose that as we get older and get into the real world. And, and I find when you're around kids, it can help mm -hmm. ease, you know, because you can, you know, pretend with kids and they're so And clear. in the parent-child yoga class at Peaceful Journey is very laid back. It's, we do have a lot of fun. 
Yeah. We do yoga, we do breathing, we do meditation, but we also have fun with circus yoga, flying. Kids love bunk beds. Yeah, <laughs> I love the circus yoga. We got to yeah. try to do some of that. We 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 were we were vampires the other day at hockey and the the bat when you turn into a bat you spin. I don't know if you know that. So <laughs> we, it was helping the kids do spins on the so we had to turn into bats, but it's it's fun, yeah. <laughs> um couple things I want to cover because we're getting already almost to the end of the show today. Um, you, you both work with folks on the spectrum, um, or you do, okay. And so that's really exciting to hear because it's another way for people to come for healing and acceptance and community. And um, occasionally, although it's not what you do all the time, um, you will go out to somebody who is in need, who is recovering, um, and do um, some intervention or yoga with um, with a person in the home. So that was something I just didn't know was available. I, I do want to make a point that I do work with younger people in, in anxiety with art and yoga, but I don't work with autistic children. <laughs> okay. Does. That's okay. Yoga. Yeah. So. So um, good to know. Just that there's more, there's there's plenty of material for another show. <laughs> um, and um, but just because we only have thirty minutes today, I want to save this last little bit of time to ask each of you, um, what top three things does it take? I'm going to start with Carol. What top three things does it take for you to be totally well? Personally. Yes. Real personal. <laughs> um, and and. In the Kundalini yoga style, which is slightly different, which I am trained in, there's a practice called satna. A satna is a daily practice that you do for 40 days. Uh, so every morning I get up and I have a satna practice, practice that I do, and it could be anything from a reading to a meditation to a mantra meditation, whatever that is for me that I need at the time. And I continuously do that. There are days where I miss. <laughs> and that's the biggest problem um, because then I'm off-center. But yeah. meditation is, is the biggest thing. I have to have that in the morning when I get up. And um, just doing yoga in my daily life is important. Uh, it keeps me going, like I said. Uh, it's similar to meditation. Um, how do else do I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, being in the woods. Uh, oh, yeah. I yeah. live in Temple. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, forest bathing? That's I don't know term, about right? bathing, but <laughs> yeah, something similar to that. I've heard that, and I... It, well, I, I would say forest dreaming. Forest dreaming. Love yeah. it. And, Michelle, what top three things does it take for you to be totally well? I would echo being in nature yeah. as um, a top resource for me. Just looking at a flower or going outside to watch the sunset is just... a total reset for me uh -huh. and that always has been true uh, in terms of the yoga the breath work is what I often come back to just tuning into my own breath yeah. throughout the day but also using particular techniques that help to ground me sometimes if I'm sitting you know on an airplane or in traffic or somewhere where I can't really control the environment and I feel kind of tense inside then I'll do something like the alternate nostril breath or mm -hmm. uh, counting in and out sometimes people might think I'm picking my nose in the car but <laughs> I don't care we're just sitting there we're not going anywhere no I know maybe it makes them laugh so um, I just feel like the breath just brings me right back and I just say three things Food, just nourishing myself with real foods, 
uh-huh. is so helpful and has improved my health a lot over the years as I've learned um, to cook better for myself and my family and also to take things out that really don't serve me. Things mm-hmm. like um, caffeine or alcohol, they're just not a part of what I put in anymore and it feels great because I have energy to do what I want to do in life and um, and again it's that connection to nature. I'm eating real foods, growing real foods in my garden and yeah. my kids and I are chopping them up and putting them in our meals so yeah. that feels really good, that connection. Yeah, oh, and you brought me a, a, a butternut squash. A butternut, squash. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so nice of you. So uh, how do people find you? Um, how, do you? Are you on social media? Do yeah. you have websites? Uh, right now it's mostly word of mouth. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of my students tell other people and it just kind of spreads that way. I do have a presence on Facebook and I have a website, Simple Soul Yoga. Okay, simplesoulyoga.com. Yeah. Are you social media? Are you like Twitter or Instagram? I don't do a lot of that. I, no. I'd rather spend time with my kids, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, got <laughs> so, um, so when I need they more can students. Find you, uh, at least to connect with you through Simple Soul Yoga. Yeah. And, and Carol, what about you? Um, Peaceful Journeys has a Facebook page. We're on alignable.com. Um, word of mouth. I network for the business. So I go Do you have a website, and, too? Yeah, it's PeacefulJourneysNH.com. PeacefulJourneys, with an S, NH.com. Okay. So they can find you, and you must link to each other at some point since you're operating. We share a studio space together. Yes, yeah. So We have a lot of cross-referencing that happens. Well, I'm so happy that I I got to meet you, and um, today was my first time meeting Michelle, and um, understanding more about the different forms of yoga and why, why yours is different from some other guests I've had, um, which is all good. And, um, but finding the right place for me is important. Like I wanna go where I belong and what I need. And so this has really helped me to understand that I have choices and I can come and get a taste of some things if I need that, mm-hmm. um, dip my toe in the water kind of thing too. So well, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs>